although the Raptors were just two games behind the Milwaukee Bucks in the regular season, they're off the bench to celebrate. Dun, 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 I don't really know this, but you know what, man? The Raptors are in the NBA Finals! Still unbelievable. Can you believe that, man? It's insane. That we had last night to sleep on it, and I woke up, I was like, this feels even better than last night. We're in the we're the last two teams standing in the NBA. It was nuts, man. I still can't believe it. But uh, welcome back to episode number Rudy Gay, number twenty-two. Fitting we bring up Rudy Gay because today is the day we get rid of all the curses of the Toronto Raptors past, including Rudy Gay. Which actually, um, we we owe him our lives because I think this whole He's, run yeah. started the second we right. traded Rudy Gay. He he was the turning point. And he, yeah. Once that that move was was made to make I guess Demar the guy, and then then that was the yeah. We got our era. bench. We got Grievous. Yeah. We got no. We didn't. Get, we yes. got Pat Patterson. We got Grievous. Oh, we got Chuck Salmon. Chuck Hayes. Oh, oh wow. And then and then we kind of just started taking off a little bit. We had a great year that year. We, made we the ended playoffs up that made, year. yeah. We made the yeah. playoffs. Man, it was great. Let's talk about last night. Like, what the heck went on? And, and it, it's honestly funny because we can say how the heck that the Raptors come back. But the game before, we were down Four, just 17, as much. In, 14. Late, yeah. yeah so yeah. take us through your thoughts. I know we watched the game together, but take me through what you were seeing on the court. It was just about getting stops and then turning those stops into, into buckets. And a lot of times where, honestly, like Milwaukee's role players and their, and their supporting cast really struggled, especially Chris Middleton. He really struggled throughout the series, and I think Nurse did a great job of of putting the right guys on him. You know, I think he tried the whole Pascal and Giannis thing early on, and we lost, we went down 0-2 in the beginning, and then he kind of made the switch, but Kawhi on, on Giannis, but Pascal a little bit on Middleton, threw different guys on Middleton as well. And it was just about shutting down who needed to be shut down. Like, Ilyasova, this guy can't keep killing us. You know, guys like George Hill can't keep killing us. Brogdon even was... Was I guess their second best player in the series, and he was he was quieter, right? And then uh, and then the biggest thing was just shutting down Giannis. Like he averaged twenty two points in the series. That's nothing, and he averaged what maybe forty four percent shooting. And then if you, when you consider like that's a good field goal percentage when you consider how he gets his points on the on the paint. That's a whole uh, that, that's a terrible uh, field goal percentage. So and then and then so it was defensively it was it was a great strategy by Nick Nurse, and then it was getting buckets. And it wasn't just Kawhi. Give the ball to Kawhi. And obviously, Kawhi had spurts where like he had like eight straight, right? And he, there was spurts where Kawhi really carried. But big threes from Gasol. Big threes from Norm. Big threes from Freddie. Big threes from Lowry. So big plays being made. And it was just a matter of actually buckling down and, and, and getting it done. And that's what they did. And it was it was amazing to watch. We, we were sitting there like, we need, we can't. Even both, both games, we're like, we're down 14. We're down 17. We're down 16. Whatever. We're like, how? Like, this can't happen. But... Game's 48 minutes. You got to play all 48 minutes. And then the Raptors proved that, you know, even if you're down, it's there's still a possible chance that you could win. It was it was just an incredible effort, especially having gone down 2 nothing in the series. And the yeah. fashion in which we went down in that second game, too, it was, yes. like, it was we got run out of the gym. It was a wire-to-wire victory. We were down 25 at halftime, you know, after game one where they all struggled and still beat us. So at that point, the whole mentality and 
in the NBA world was okay. Well, the Bucks struggled in Game One, and then they steamrolled them in Game Two. We're done. Toronto's probably going to win Game Three. They're going to go down in Game Four, and then the Bucks are going to close this out in five. Yeah. And then Game Three comes along, and we and we win one eighteen one twelve. It was a tie. Tight. It was the Tight. overtime double overtime game. Kyle Lowry fouled out. Close close game. We we snuck it away. You know, everyone's like, you know, we're on par. They took them to double overtime, and so-and-so was struggling, and then, you know, it's never going to happen again. Game yeah. 4 is going to go the Bucks way. Game 4 comes, wire-to-wire victory. We win by 18 points. 120-102. Blowout for blowout, close game for the close game. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. At that point, in my mind, I was like, you know what? I think we're going to win Game 5 only because I feel it's the way in which that we won. We didn't mm-hmm. win... Off of a miraculous, like yeah, okay, you know what? That's that's not fair because Fred VanVleet had a miraculous night, but but he carried it over. Yes, he did. So game four was incredible for him, but the fashion in which we shut them down was incredible. You know, like this is a team that naturally is a scoring team. I think they were the number one offense in the I NBA know, this yes. year. They scored very very easily. Let's yeah. say, and in four games of the series, we held them under a hundred points. In regulation. Yeah. Like, four of the six games, they didn't score over 100. And the one that they did was like 102. Right. And then the one that they the one that they really, really pounded on us, that was the one where they, they scored. They ran the, the score a bit. But other than that, 102 and then in the 90s. So, to look at a team that scores over 120 points religiously. Yeah. Be, not be able to score, you know, 100 more than once, more than twice. And then on top of that, Kawhi Leonard just, he, I think, manipulated Giannis. Like, you know the way that we used to see DeMar get manipulated by LeBron? It was amazing to watch. This is, I think, exactly what we just saw. Amazing. Kawhi has manipulated, Kawhi has steamrolled through the East in a way that he's almost like, like LeBron, how LeBron was in the East. A lot of guys that just can't beat him, and they're all like upset and crying and stuff. (laughs) I think he should stick around, but. Hey, who am I, right? What do we um, know? I want to talk on. I want to touch on something that I thought was an underrated factor in why the Raptors won. So, I want to ask you a question in regards to the series against Philly. Talk to me about what do you remember being one of our biggest issues? One of our biggest issues probably defensive rebounding, and then that's something that we really took care of in the series. And then I believe at half we were down uh, a half of. Game six, this game that just happened, we were down five maybe. We cut, I think we had cut it down to five. And the offense, the rebounding numbers was like 21 to 12 or something ridiculous like that. And it's like, listen, you can't win if you don't rebound the ball. They were getting every offensive rebound. Yasova was flying and getting rebounds. Bledsoe was flying and getting rebounds. And it's like, if you you get the initial stop, you got to take care You got to take, take care of it all. You got to stop it. You got to actually get the rebound and, and go the other way. So what I saw is like, especially the difference in the series and in, in these four games that we won, we rebounded very well. And then that, that's defensively. Not yesterday though. Not yesterday, obviously with the exception <laughs> of yesterday, but we picked it up in the second half. Like it was like 22 to eight. At right. One point. It was yeah. Ridiculous. So, but with the exception of yesterday, we, we did pick it up in the second half, but rebounding the ball, like, these guys are big. These guys, you give them second chance opportunities. They're going to score. And when, when they did get the second chance opportunities, they did score easy put back layups, easy, you know, like little gimmies at uh, around the basket. So, the one difference I see, I mean, that's that's glaring is just the rebounding effort. It's just everybody putting a body on somebody. In those four games, it was it was amazing to see. And then, and then just defensively, like the way 
we crowded the like you, you like the way Nurse just kind of planted everybody in the paint waiting for Giannis to come. Yeah. We didn't do that with Embiid. We didn't do that with Simmons. We didn't do that a lot. And obviously they had kind of more perimeter threats uh, in the Sixers series, but. Like it was those two things to me. Like that, those were like the glaring differences in the in those four games that we won. It, it was it was amazing to yeah. watch. Rebounding for sure, but another thing that I thought was a massive knock on the Raptors against Philly was the fact that we couldn't get any production from anybody other than Kawhi yeah. Leonard. Yeah, uh, Kawhi Leonard was dragging body bags, and at that point, the whole. Uh, feel of that series was yeah there's no way this guy's gonna come back nobody's coming to play it's literally Kawhi versus philly yeah so i want to walk you through the our roster and how many players we had show up so in the four winning games against milwaukee after having gone down 2-0 yeah we got double digit scoring from five guys and a sixth guy was nine points and that's all without Kawhi. so Kawhi would be the seventh guy yeah wow so we got double digit scoring we got 16 a game from pascal we got 11 a game from marcus all we got 14 a game from norm we got 13 a game from fred 18 a game from kyle and 9.3 from surge and this is our whole rotation we don't play anybody else and and this is one of the things that i want to jump in on is people kind of look at especially i mean look at us and like why do you guys give kyle kyle lowry so much Grief, grief. It's like because we know he can do better. You know what I mean? It's that simple. Like he averaged 19, 19, five and five on the series. We know you could do that. That's why when you don't do it, it's like we 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 need you to do it. And you see how easily the like the wins come when he does do it. When he's out there balling, it's really hard to beat us because he's. He's one of the more intelligent point guards yes, in the league. Absolutely. So he knows a lot of things and he does them well. The issue is when you're averaging 11 a game, you're underperforming. And then you come out and say, I'm doing things the right way. Yeah, sure. You're doing the other things the right way, but you're not doing your job. You're capable of more. He shot 50% from, from the field and 47% from three. Like, that's phenomenal. We know you could do it. We're paying you to do it. We know what you We've could do. We've seen it happen before. Yes. I mean... Fred Van Vliet needs to have another kid, I think, in the finals. Because ever since his son was born, <laughs> he's been 14 of 17 from downtown. That's 82%. Shout out to Fred. That's almost like five a game. Yeah. But he had that seven threes in that one game. Seven, in, four, and like three, I think. Like, what? Like, it's just the difference. And like you said, the team play was it was huge. I mean, everybody chipped in. It wasn't just... Kawhi here to get take the ball and and there was points where Kawhi was tired. You can see he was obviously tired, and Kawhi still wanted to take over. Like yeah. he still wanted the ball, but like there was uh, there was points where he was tired and like somebody else would pick it up for him. And it was it was like that's all you can ask for. And it, it, especially what we talk about, like hey, this is a tryout for Kawhi. Like this is your your kind of way of convincing him to stay and whatnot. Like you guys, like, we did a great, that series. We did a great job of of doing so. Yeah. So I read something that uh, there's a rumor that. Clay Thompson was spotted at York University before game six. No way. So let me read you this post. So, so <laughs> This guy's a savage, man. I love it. So this guy was talking to, he, I guess some girl spotted him. So I got spotted this 6'10 man standing <laughs> and, I, and I asked him what he was doing here. He said he was uh, here to watch the Raptors and Bucks tactics while just hanging out in the city. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. This guy knew the series Clay. was over. He came. This is classic Clay, man. Talk me. Okay. Because we talked about this and I know that we're, we're kind of. In this euphoric feeling and state right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Our this, team, is, this is real life. We, our we, team is like in the finals now. So it's really hard to be subjective. 
But walk me through what we have to do to beat Golden State because the latest report that I read is that KD is out at least the first two games and that he hadn't been cleared to play contact basketball. I don't know if that's been overturned. They do still have until Thursday of next week. So I don't know if anything's going to change, but do you see us grinding this out and winning a championship? Listen, we're going to win in seven. I'm calling it right now. I'm not euphoric. I'm not whatever whatever you want to say. I think we could actually win in seven. I know I know for sure we'll win games. It's not going to be a 4-0 four, four sweep. I don't think it will be, especially if they don't have Kevin Durant or DeMarcus. I think we can win in seven. Keys, in my opinion, you can't... Those two games that Kevin Durant is out, you cannot lose those games. Those are home games. You have home court advantage. You have to take care of home court. Yeah. Right? And just like we did it with the Bucks, we took care of home court. Went there, won one one on the road, came back, sealed it at home, right? That's huge. You you got you got to take care of home court. And secondly, you can't have game Buck series game two type of games. No. You can't have games where nobody's contributing. You can't like Golden State sees a weakness and they're they'll go at it right away. And even when you're playing at your best, if they're down we saw them down seventeen every single game against Portland and they still won every single yeah. game. So even when you're at your best you can't. You, we can for sure. You cannot afford to have those games where nobody contributes. Those games where nobody shoots well. Those games where everybody defensively is out of whack, out of sync. Right. So, you know, I'm like, if if we don't win, like, what can you ask? What more can you ask for? Right. But I think this team has a really good chance of winning. I think you, you know, defensively, like you look at the matchups. You had mentioned yesterday. You put Kawhi on Steph. That's a pretty solid matchup. You, you put some length on Clay. You put uh, Pascal. Hopefully, he kind of plays stronger than what he usually does. My only concern is how does Gasol fit into this matchup? Cause so, he, especially when they go five, Draymond at the five. That's perfect. So, Gasol fits because he's a great defender. He's versatile. He's not just a down-low guy. He can guard the three. He guarded Embiid, who yeah. liked to shoot. He guarded Giannis on possessions, and he was doing a really good job. I think we, are, I think we can run his own. The same zone that we ran against Milwaukee, the three-two, yeah, uh, and then put Pascal up there because Pascal is better on the perimeter than Marcus Gasol would be. So you put um, Pascal on the perimeter to stabilize Draymond Green. That way, if Draymond Green does get past them, you got Marcus Gasol down there, who's an excellent defender in the post. Who can? I mean, I think where Marcus Gasol is going to come in handy is especially when they run Looney, yeah. and I think Looney was a big factor in the Portland series. So if you get the thing about Golden State is stabilizing the other guys because Steph Curry is Steph Curry, right? You can We have the luxury of having a Kawhi Leonard, right? So you can throw Kawhi and hope that he stabilizes Steph Curry, but Steph Curry is still Steph Curry. He can get you 30. Oh, yeah, easy. But you can't give Quinn Cook 15. You can't give Iguodala 15. You can't give Kevon Looney 14 and 8. You know what I mean? So those are the kind of things that I think we're going to need to really focus on. I would love to see them throw Kawhi on Steph because yeah. I think that'll be a huge mismatch. Obviously, Kawhi's like 6'8", Steph's like 6'3". Uh, we can chase him. I think we can run around with him. But Kyle Lowry's a pretty good defender as well, so I don't know. I, it's going to be interesting to see because if you throw Kyle on Clay, that might be a bit of a mismatch for Clay. He's a bigger, he's bigger, bigger he's taller, he can shoot over him. Yeah. So I don't know. I, and I feel like Kyle can potentially run around with Steph. The thing is, Steph and Clay are both so – like. A lot of times they don't get like, especially well, obviously we know Clay doesn't get his points off the dribble. He gets off the catch, you know, he moves around. But even Clay, a lot of times doesn't get his points necessarily off the dribble. He's his off ball movement 
is like one of the best in the league. And then, and then their their offense runs through Draymond. So you ha- you give Draymond the ball, Steph does a little run around the whole the whole court. He gets open, and then bam, he knocks down a three. So the issue with with with, with I don't want Lowry per se chasing him because Lowry I think is, is is slower and he'll he's already gonna be banged up. So imagine him going through screens, going through all, all like these kind of like. I don't know what these routes. I guess that Steph go, that that Steph goes through. So I, I would love to see Kawhi. I think Kawhi would limit him, like his movement, even just because he's so long, he's so so much bigger. I think he would limit the movement. Another, I, I I don't disagree with you, but where I think it's a lot tougher than you than you say it is. Kavon Looney doesn't get 15 because he's good or because he's got necessarily a post game or skill. Kavon Looney eats off of Draymond. He eats off of their their yeah. penetration, so it's much more. You have to stop the penetration. You have to stop Draymond. You have to stop Draymond from making plays. You have to stop Steph from making plays. So if you stop it, if you kind of front load it and stop it first, that's what stops Kevon Looney. That's what stops guys like Quick yeah. Cook from getting open shots. Andre Iguodala just driving to the basket open, right? So it, it, honestly, it's it's tough, man. Like these guys, like the the Warriors, they they move the ball so well. They they play so disciplined. It, it's going to be such a tough series, but I it's think, amazing. I think Kawhi had this marked on his calendar from the second Zaza undercut him in the in the playoffs against the Spurs. Yeah, and he fell down with the ankle injury, and that's when it all sparked that whole injury plagued year to follow. And then he came here, but he had twenty six points at the time he went out in the third quarter. They were up by twenty three. Dang! In the first game of the series in Golden State, I think Kawhi is ready. I think Kawhi. Eats Golden State. That would be amazing. Oh, wow. To see that. Whatever it is, I'm just so happy that A, we're in the finals, and B, we have a guy like Kawhi because we're always going to compete. And you know, we're built of guys that are competitors. Yeah. In general, I don't think our guys fold. Uh, they might have bad games. It's not necessarily fold, but they just have bad games. It'll, it'll be issue. interesting to see Danny Green. Hopefully, he gets out of that slump a little bit. Maybe he's he been, means, he's he's been useless. He's, he's, just, he's been struggling. And it, honestly, and one of the things I was really upset about during the series was Nurse kept playing him and giving it like I'm all for giving him a chance. Yeah. But there were sometimes where it was extended chances. Yeah, he played like, 14 minutes last night. But that's exactly it. Like that's not extended. That's a pretty good amount of time. And I was happy with that. But a lot of times yeah. like he misses his first two, three, four, five shots. He defends on a solid level, but he wasn't eh. he wasn't a game changer game changer last yeah, night. He wasn't a game changer in the series that. necessarily, right? So Norm was a much, much exactly, better factor than he e- was. Exactly. And Norm defensively didn't really there was no drop off between. No, there was actually Danny. a better. He got right. a lot more steals. He was in the passing lane. So and he runs the floor much better than Danny. Yes, That's the thing. Yes, he's faster. Norm he's will take the ball and run, and he can finish around the rim, and he yeah. finishes strong. Yes, like Danny can't do anything other than shoot, and if he's not making shots, he's useless. So, yeah, Norm can shoot and drive. You'll find that Danny a lot of times he'll pump fake, go to the lane, and then pass it out. Right, he can't finish. Right? I actually he's not a good think finisher. I should beat him in a one hundred meter match. <laughs> I want to Danny Green. Let's race. <laughs> I'll find you. But interesting that you talk about Kawhi. So Golden State is on a three P, right? They're 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 working towards a three P. Yeah, four and five years. Right. Do you remember when the last three P could have happened? Uh was could've. that uh Miami, yeah. It was when, Miami. Uh, who yeah. who Kawhi who, Leonard. Who in that third year stopped them from three peating? Yeah, Kawhi Leonard. But who in the second year lost them? I don't, well, I don't, but it's not second year. It's the third year. Yeah, but I'm just, just saying. Let me play one, my stats, bro. Me, <laughs> I'm trying to make a point here. What are you trying to just duke my point? Relax. So he's a three-peat buster. And so the last time was Golden, was uh, Kawhi Leonard on the Spurs against the Miami Heat. They lost in that third year. So, you know, history repeats itself. 
So I feel good, man. I don't think Kawhi's ever gone up against his Golden State team, has he? Other than the one time he got injured. I don't think he has. I mean, last year he didn't play. The year before he got injured in the series. The year before, I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess not. I don't think I he mean, has. Because they won in 2014. And then 2015 is when the Warriors run started. He he was injured in the 2016 playoffs, right? Yeah. Missed 2017. Came back 2018. Didn't play in 2018 because of his quad and the whole Spurs. Or well, that's 17, 18. 17, yeah. 18. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I remember him facing them really. Yeah, no, so it'll be didn't. interesting to see. A, I, I'll look into that, man. I'll look into that stat. But I mean, it's brings us back to us just being like Toronto kids, man. Like raised here, like on the Raptors. Yeah. I was just talking about Linus Klaza today. Remember Linus Klaza? Oh my goodness, yeah, man! Remember uh, he do Turkaloo, bro. Turks, man. Like our Who team else was we bring so up? trash, man. Danielle Marshall. Remember Danielle Marshall? Jamario Moon. Jamario Moon. He was a Harlem Joey Glo- Graham. He was a Harlem Globetrotter, bro. Yeah, I was <laughs> talking to somebody, but I feel like that's the equivalent of a clown. Like, that's the absolutely. basketball term of a clown. Absolutely. Like, he, we just literally signed a clown to be on our <laughs> organized basketball roster. That is Brian Colangelo, wow. Andrea Bargnani, Arujo. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about there it. But so many. Like, today is a day through. to celebrate Toronto fans. Congratulations to all of us. If you can hit up the streets, do it. It's gonna be fun. Yesterday, that last night looked the last night was wild. Insane. It was like a riot. It looked and they it was amazing. This a hockey town. I know, eh? We're, all, col- we're a college those, basketball uh, team. All bro. those Leafs fans look like they were wearing red last night. <laughs> it's interesting. We are, we are a college yeah. basketball team. We just want to put together a reaction pod. We're excited for the finals. Excited to see how the Raptors do and, and match up. Game really one in is uh, we're hosting, Thursday. man. We're hosting. We have home court. We have home court. If you have any tickets for the finals you want to give them away i'll be taking them for free because they're at a really high cost right now game one is thursday at nine game two is sunday night i'm not sure what time but 8:30. sunday 8 30 and, and by the way all of them except for two are are nine by the way this is i think i don't know i think it was you who said it yesterday or somebody else said it yesterday this was the highest ra- ratings for an eastern conference finals since 2012 since 2012 yeah which helps because you have a whole like nation watching. Even the casual fan will watch. Yeah, some guy, Canada, some so. guy uh, from Yellowknife posted. He's like, Yellowknife. I don't know why everyone's so mad now that I'm from Yellowknife supporting the Raptors. When they were bad, nobody cared that I was from Yellowknife. <laughs> and now they're Toronto's team. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, good luck to the Raptors. Tune in to our next episode. Hopefully, we're up 2-0 Hopefully, by that yeah, time. Yeah. And uh, enjoy enjoy this time, Toronto fans. Before the finals start, just take it all just in. Just milk it. We milk won the it. East, man. We have a trophy. So. We're going to work every day in Raptors gear.